Welcome to the Kelowna Real Estate Podcast with your host, award-winning realtor, Matt Glenn, and top producing mortgage broker, Taylor Atkinson. Professionals in the industry, enthusiastic entrepreneurs, and successful investors. When it comes to real estate, we're all in. Okay, welcome back, Russ. Yeah, you are our first. No, Emily, your wife is the first repeat, but you're our true guest first repeater. That's a big honor. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It should be. We don't give that out easily. Yeah, the fans demanded it. So. Yeah. yeah you speaking babe. to my mom or what? <laughs> yeah. She listens. Nice. <laughs> my mom's also my number one fan. She actually said Matt Glenn might list her house. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> But my listing presentation is on point. So actually, it does, that doesn't surprise me. Okay, so we, we changed things up slightly since your your first episode. Basically, can you just walk us through your perfect day? Today is Friday, so walk us through a, a perfect Friday for you. Yeah, right on. So I would say typically how I start my day is wake up 4.45, go to the gym. Bam. Been uh, convinced my girlfriend to tag along with me now. So, you did? Nice. Yeah. She was a huge hater. She's not a morning person. Yeah. But she also has an phobia of going to the gym by herself. Oh. <laughs> Using those fears. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like it's funny because like we both are like, oh, maybe we'll get in better shape. But yeah. like we have the worst like food yeah. self control both ways. So. <laughs> We're like, okay, yeah, you guys we... are a slave to Dairy Queen. Oh, <laughs> dude, I switched that up too. So, yeah, I tried to finish my my lunch, my hot dogs before you showed up today, but uh, yeah, you caught me. <laughs> hey, some good proteins, yeah, quick, a little carbs there, yeah. but yeah, we go to the gym, come back, usually have a cup of coffee, and then I usually start working like right away. Then usually around, so get back from the gym at six. Then I usually will work till six fifteen, have a shower, and then read for a little bit until eight and then i'll start making my calls yeah uh today was friday so i filmed my youtube videos nice um, and then friday is probably where i actually have the most leniency in my schedule where typically i don't try to take any appointments until after 12 get every all your main business stuff done in the morning which is usually prospecting calls yep and then the afternoons I always leave open for showings or listing appointments podcasts yeah podcasts you know <laughs> yeah yeah you have a quality uh YouTube channel for sure. Thanks, man. It's yeah. no different than your guys' podcast. It's definitely a battle, but yeah, it's interesting now because like I've been wanting to probably give up on it for a long time again. And Never last week, I got four leads. Yeah. Three of them were shit, but like <laughs> that's well, honestly, in the lead game, that's actually 25%. Is not <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> like one was like a good quality one where yeah. he's like, Oh, I'm pre-approved, I'm ready to nice. rock. Like nice. Usually you get some like grandma in toronto who's like oh i've been watching all your vids and i think i'm gonna move to the okanagan and they're just like yeah okay like, yeah. how serious are you about yeah. this will good place to retire grandma. <laughs> yeah and they're like oh maybe like a one out of ten it's like okay so <laughs> you're just kind of surfing around yeah. here just keep watching just if you do move. That, keep on. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a side note but how do you step away from those clients that you know are going to be bad leads oh dude that's a great question and i don't think I have the answer for that other than I just ignore them. So yeah. they're like every other client I try to get that's ignoring me. <laughs> you just send them over to Taylor to get pre-approved. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's instant. It's like, yeah. I think that's the pulse check, man. You, yeah. If I Mortgage like, brokers are the filter for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. I, I never know if I should feel bad or not when I throw them over. I'm like, man, eh, you know. Oh, you definitely should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they throw like a, like I'll send my 
templated email over or whatever. Yeah. And then I sent him a text. I'm like, yeah, man, I uh, don't know about this one, but just give a pulse check for me here. Yeah. And then typically yeah. I think how they do it is they just have an app almost now. Yeah. And he'll be like, yeah, she hasn't even looked at it. So, yeah. or schedule call. So yeah. yeah, they're the pulse check. I would say that's uh, our number one filter for seeing how hot a prospect is. <laughs> That's awesome. Right on. And then uh, working into the evening, what do you guys do going into the weekend? Yeah, it would all totally depend. I would say right now, definitely don't have any balance. So there's always things that I'm working on or festering or like learning about. So if my girlfriend's working or if she's not, like sometimes I probably work until 9 p.m. most days and then try to just go to bed, which isn't the healthiest, but totally depends. Like Obviously, every once in a while, we'll go hang out and like go for a walk or play pickleball. I've taken up pickleball. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Way better than. I have not done that yet. Oh, man. Like, where, you, where are you playing? Like, Parkinson oh, or? It's hard to find the court. Yeah. Like, you got to exactly. rip around. But yeah, we've gone to parks. That's probably the best setup. Yeah. There's quite a few there, isn't it? Oh, dude, there's a million. But it's so much better. Like, you can rip the Stairmaster for an hour or you can crush your girlfriend pickleball. <laughs> and it's like the same. You guys are playing one on one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you go you know, Mercy. But no, like, because it, it's an easy game to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like I absolutely destroy her. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm still maybe like four to 11, but. <laughs> but yeah. you can keep the rally going. Yeah, That's the thing with tennis. Like, tennis is so hard. Over the net twice. And, and also the thing with tennis is you kind of have to be at least at a similar skill level. Otherwise, it's just not even fun. Totally. Right? You just can't even keep. I, I, worked, I played with my friend who was just like slightly better than me. And it was like, I could not hit one ball back. Right? He's just so much better. Then, but then he played against someone else, and it was just the same for him. Yeah, like your skill level has to be very matched. Yeah, and I think she actually really likes it too, just because yeah. it is easy to play, and yeah, it burns as many calories of like going for <laughs> especially when it's like thirty five degrees up. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Have you noticed that the Kelowna traffic has been wild lately? I have just the last few weeks. I don't. I've been late for so many things because of just the insane traffic. Usually, it's oh, you're just trying to put in excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, that today was. I was late today, but <laughs> it was partly because of that, but mostly because I'm an idiot. Depends which way you're going. I usually over the bridge, twenty minutes for sure. Really, you have an easy time at the bridge? No, no. I mean, I tackle on twenty minutes. Oh yeah. Like oh. so, if it take like forty minutes for my appointment, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. I did a listing presentation there yesterday, and it was like. I hadn't been over there in a while, I guess, or ever since the summer started. And it was like, just add some time, both there and back. Yeah. I think it's wicked because like, I think we've really picked up like just the way we do business. Cause like ours is mostly website generated. Yeah. So you get yeah. all those people that are potentially relocating here or yeah. like our number one lead source. So yeah. the summertime, it really picks up the traffic for the website. So nice. Yeah. I'll nice. take the vehicle traffic for more deals. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking, yeah. speaking of, Traffic, you've got a new project that you guys are working on. It's like two and a half hours away from here. Mm-hmm. You want to talk Yeah, about it's, that? it's called the Hemlock. It's in Revelstoke. So really exciting project. It's it's super cool. Everyone's referring to it as like, you know, in obviously if you're an investor, you want to base it mostly off cash flow and yeah. not just appreciation. But this is a really cool market to get into. It's going to be like everyone who wished they bought in Whistler 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, It's the same signs. Uh, and so many people are flocking away from like Banff, Whistler, Canmore, yeah. all those really busy places and going yeah. to Revelstoke yeah. that has, uh, I think it's like 8,800 population. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's really cool. Um, and they're built to a really wicked spec. I think that was the best part about the actual project is you see some of those pre-sales and like 
say you go to some, they don't even have like tiled showers and you're yeah. like, okay, you're putting in a tub surround and I'm paying a thousand a square foot. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. You yeah. know what I mean? So like the spec is finished really high. Um, just because the developer has bought a few other pieces of land there and yeah. he wants to knock this one out of the park because everyone that we generate here, you know, I mean, can be interested in his projects after the fact. So yeah. this one's really going to set the precedent for him to get his foot into BC. Yeah. yeah. And you guys have had quite a bit of success already. Yeah. With phase yep. one. Yeah. So we've sold majority of them out. Yeah. So there are, what were there, 39 units? And- yeah. So there's 14 in phase one. We've okay. sold 11. Okay. Um, there's six different floor plans. The most desirable ones are definitely the ones that have the studio space. Yeah. And those have been the best one for investors. So it's been a really good blend of people that have purchased them. I think that was like one of the coolest parts too about the floor plans is that there's a, a floor plan that can appeal to everyone. So not even just investors or say the people that are going to come there one time a year. We have floor plans that's going to be for a growing family. It could be a person who's a first-time home buyer in Revelstoke that wants a new product, something that's really nice and brand new. Add a good. We're only we're around five hundred and eighty-two a square foot, so we're definitely the superior pricing too. That's amazing. Yeah, and we're walking distance to each one of the schools. So we, the developer had that in mind, where like, hey, he built and designed these where you could have a growing, evolving family, where like some of the units they have or the they have bedrooms in the basement. So say your kid all of a sudden's fourteen, no yeah. one ever likes you. Hey, you can stick them down there, whatever it may be, or whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah. that was a really sweet part. And then yeah. the ones that have the studios um, have pretty decent rental numbers there for sure. So so what, can you walk us through the rental numbers? Like, so obviously there's going to be a wide range of purchase price, but yep. like high level, what are kind of the lowest to highest purchase price? And then Yeah. So our, our specs run from 760 all the way up to 860, okay. depending on the floor plan. Um, and the size, obviously, of the unit. You know what I mean? Cor- the corner units um, are all 15K more yeah. um, just because more natural light. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't have another neighbor on the other side. Superior there. And this is where we did a lot of due diligence beforehand on what it was going to look like in terms of rental numbers. So right now, the going rate in Revelstoke for a three-bedroom townhouse is 3200 so really high. And then you factor in, say, where you could do that flex room studio space around a $1,200 a month rental rate. So you're going to be bringing in $4,400 worth of rental income. You know what I mean? And those ones are around an $800,000 price tag. Wow. So I wouldn't say, quite truthfully, like an absolute grand slam of a cash flowing property, but they will be close to cash flowing, depending on what your interest rates are or how much you put down. Well, and, uh, yeah, like comparable market. If you're going to buy something like that similar in Kelowna, like probably very similar rental income, to be honest, in Kelowna. So, you, yeah. At like a way yeah. cheaper price. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. And then the cool part about it too, like, um, and I would say any investor, you really do want to base it off cash flow. Like you don't yep. want to be carrying this like yep. rotten egg that's just eating away your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> But you can spin these ones a couple different ways. So you can only rent it out for 30 days minimum. Yeah. And just talking to with the golf course, the new gondola, the potential of another phase going on up at the mountain there for more staffing. And then there's a few other projects that are happening in the area. There's a huge demand for employee housing. So, and this is something that I wouldn't 100% be able to tell you, like, this is what you're going to get. But I do have like some connections up there that... For the one month in the summertime, they're renting a three-bedroom place for nine grand. And they got someone there that just stayed for one month. They rented it for nine grand. Um, I know that happens here in my building in Kelowna yep. in the waterscapes. The yep. one dude was doing Airbnb, sick of 
having 15 people ask him where the Wi-Fi password is and how come he doesn't have, he has Heinz ketchup instead of whatever. Yeah. I, that was a shitty example. I think Heinz is the only <laughs> yeah, ketchup you maker. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. French's. Yeah. Yeah, French's. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, I or think. B&A. Go steal some B&A ketchup. Yeah. The only maybe condiment uh, <laughs> discrepancy is Hidden Valley to Craft Ranch. There's a big difference there. but And he was sick of doing that. So now he rents out his condo and the waterscapes for 12 grand for a month. So there's that for potential. 12 there. grand? Yeah. Every month. He's on my floor. I see the new people that come in there. Yeah. Oh my God. And so like you do get those really fluent people in Revelstoke as well, yeah, where there's yeah. like, yeah, I sold my company kind of a digital nomad. I'm just going to rock out here for a month or two and you can get it. I just wouldn't be able for certainty to tell you what you can. That's yeah. the only example that I have with. The and then, company. so like just as a recreational par- property for yourself, like what are you thinking? Is you're pretty close to the mountain? Yeah. So we're about a five minute drive to the mountain. Yeah. The coolest part about it is though, is you're still walking distance to downtown. Nice. And then there's a grocery store right across the street. So if you really want to adopt that whole, like living in the forest, lifestyle yeah you know what i mean you you could just probably ride your bike everywhere yeah. you could walk to the grocery store and that's probably the other one of the really cool parts about the actual design is it yeah. has a really norwegian inspired like forest design even with like how the roof trusses are and being in line with like the mountain peaks of what revelstoke has to offer it's really sitting in line there or if you see some of the new development it's like this absolute box wicked modern place which i think is cool but it yeah. like kind of just doesn't really flow in revelstoke yeah. you know yeah. what i mean yeah for sure so uh, i that was another really cool factor and great feedback from everyone who's bought and or shown interest in it that they when, really like design when are these supposed to be done they're going to be done August of 2024, first phase. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's moving quick. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Revelstoke, like municipality level, like it, did the developers say, are they pretty good to work with? Because like at that like cost per square footage and speed, like it seems like a very... Quite truthfully, they were not good to work with. From <laughs> okay. told, they rode their ass on like every single detail and they have a lot of like little finicky things like the biggest one was trying to get its own for short-term rental and they just will not do it like absolutely will not and then there's a few other things that just some of those smaller municipalities do that like you're just like i've never even heard of this having to be a thing that you have to do you know what i mean and but which is whatever but it's a i know from the developer's perspective and like the product he's he's making it the numbers make sense both ways you know what i mean from from his side to there as well for the consumer as well nice and where who is buying these like who has actually bought them dude it's been a mixed blend from people downsizing in revelstoke selling their single family home just wanting no maintenance yeah uh to some first-time buyers to we just sold one to a guy in boston who comes down to revelstoke one month a year really snowboard he's retired he's like ah i'm kind of sick of not being able to leave my shit there yeah i think i'll buy one to investors to some to like some very high fluent people too as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. And then, so what about phase two? When's that starting up or when is that going to be? We don't totally know yet. Like that's obviously working with the developer for the first time there. They not hold their cards to their chest, but they really are like being mindful when is the potential best time to maximize their return. They're obviously doing it to make money. So whatever they they think is going to be the best time to release that. Um, I know from talking to some other developers, if they keep selling like the way they are, we should just keep rolling with it. And then you know they're all liquidated, right? That's my two cents. Do you know what is the average single family home cost in Revelstoke? It's right around there. I don't know the exact number, but it's right on the cusp of around 760. 
So that is a fighting battle, right? Like that's been some feedback from people that, oh, I can get a pretty decent townhome in Revelstoke. It'd be similar to like buying a shack in like Kelowna North or Kelowna South. It's like, okay, like you're getting like a 1980, 1950 thing. You want to pump 200 grand into it and, yeah. and yeah. do like go right ahead. But, or a brand new unit. Or a brand new unit. Yeah. yeah. There's like no vacancy in Revelstoke. Dude, like there's just nothing on the market there. Right? Yeah. Like so. you, you, in terms of rentals. Well, both like they're not building a lot there. Like they just can't keep up with the demand. Like there's a lot of people that want to move to Revelstoke. I think it's just a sleepy gem. Yeah. Like when we were touring around, the only really development other than the Mackenzie Village were these helicopter houses on the mountain. I don't know who would ever work in something like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I heard those guys are douches. Helicopter guys. (laughs) X. I mean, Revelstoke seems kind of like the Squamish of Vancouver, Revelstoke to Kelowna. Like, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, no, definitely. We're super pumped when we got in. It's been fun marketing it for sure. There's so many, so many pros to it too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So how's your business going in Kelowna? Yeah, it battled the roller coaster, man. That's for sure. I would say slowly figuring it out or at least thinking I am. We brought on two agents to our team. Oh, you so that's did? Been, yeah, that's been really wicked. With, um, so you and Lee, and then you got two more. Yep, yep. Oh, cool. How'd you guys decide that? Like to bring them on? or Yeah. Or like who? who Ooh, that, that's really good because like we've been trying to get people to come on for quite a long time. And ever like we had brought some people on and like instantly you're fired. Like, really? Yeah. Like I definitely see why some employers put so much time into hiring because it's a massive commitment. You get them all onboarded. And they seem like they're going to be good. And then like the one example that we had, like we spent a lot of money to give you leads. So yeah. like, hey man, if I could make these calls while well, I got showing listing appointments, yeah. all that stuff going on, like, and you have zero clients, you could make calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? And had times where like had leads coming in, wanting to view properties because that's one of the sweet functions of our website is they can book showings right on there. Oh, wow. leads. And that's so that cool. comes right in. We call him or whatever. And I literally booked the show for the guy and he decided to go golfing instead. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you're yeah. instantly fired. Yeah. There's no way you could think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what was the golf course? Though? I can't say, but yeah, it, <laughs> I think he was going with his buddy. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't not, ask too many questions. Not that important. So, yeah. yeah. We changed up our strategy, started doing, um, targeting luxury waterfront acreage properties yeah. for our ads. And yeah. That's been worked really, really well. I guess like one thing I realized in order for us to hit our goals, uh, I didn't think it was going to be achievable to do as many deals. So I'm like, okay, let's try to get some bigger deals. Bigger deals. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worked well so far. Um, We're still behind on what goals we're wanting to hit. But I think this is going to get us the foothold even for next year, right? So. Which has been really cool. Like uh, we're absolutely pissing ourselves because like we make all these calls all day to all these leads we have who've wanted like appraisals because they'll book appraisals on our website as well. And you're thinking of every sales tactic to get them to come over. You know what I mean? Like every different book you can think of reading on sales ways to book people in and going off their personality types to try to get them in. It rarely ever works. And then we get this guy who texts us. He's like, I want to sell my house. I'm like, oh, perfect. I'm like, fuck yeah. Just another 
waste of timer, but yeah. whatever. Give him a call. He's talking. You look up what he bought his place for a long time ago. It's like three million bucks. I'm like, oh, sweet. He's like, you want to come over tomorrow and, and see if you, uh, I like you to sell it? I'm like, You're like, dude, this literally never happened. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like, let me just look. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. kind of a busy guy. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. just come tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, three thirty. I gotta go golfing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, 3.30 will work. And so then we go over there and you're like, you're like talking to this dude. And he's like telling us how he sold this company for like a lot, a lot. Of, he didn't yeah. say the number. And yeah. You're like, wow. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Can convince Betty Sue with the mobile home to let me in her door and tell how much it's worth. And this dude is like sold a multi-million dollar company yeah. and has like Cayman Island trust funds and shit. Just yeah. like, come on over guys. Let's, yeah. let's see what you got, you know? That's how it is, though. Like, that's honestly... Do you guys ever sometimes just, like, have to bite your tongue? Because in that scenario, you'd be like, like, why'd you pick me? How'd you find me? Are you sure? Like, you out of all the other people you Google, I'm the one? Like, or do you just, like, bite your tongue and you're like, yeah, no, cool. You made the right choice. If they're Googling, Russ is winning, man. He's got yeah. the best Google game in the world. That's how he found us. He said when yeah. he was doing luxury agent search, um, ours kept popping up. Yeah. But quite truthfully, like, yeah, like, our most expensive listings, two million. So I don't know if that classifies as some luxury agent. But <laughs> it does. We can think it, right? Yeah. What I tell people about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think that's maybe the part of what you want to do. Like what Donald Trump with how like awesome he thinks he is, yeah. and then it ended up happening. Maybe that's what we need to be more. It's like, hey, yeah. Well, like, projection yeah. on yourself. I think that really does work. Well, yeah. he said that was the thing he liked about us the most is yeah. that every other person projected how awesome they were. Yeah. And we didn't do that at all. So he said, that's why we're in the runnings. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Mm. You know, it's it's funny when you try and get the psychology of what works and what doesn't, because like everyone obviously is totally different. Yeah. So it's funny when you hear about that. Okay. If you guys, I feel like this is a valid question. If you guys were not in this industry and you were going to sell your house, what would you ask realtors? Like, what would be the vetting questions? Like, who I would, guess. Who would win the business? Well, what are you going to do besides put it on the MLS? I, you know, like, I think that's a pretty obvious question. Yeah. The biggest one. I don't, I think I would just, if I actually trusted the person, trusted and like them, just the relationship. You, the thing with working with an agent, a lot of people don't really understand this is like, you become quite friendly with these people, like very close. Like when you help someone sell their house and find a new one, it's happened to me dozens of times with these people all the time you're like right? part of their relationship for yeah like three months. You're like you're in a three-way text with the husband and wife all day every day for sometimes months on end like trying to sell their house finding a new one like you know everything about them so like i think yeah it's, it's important to like the person you can spend time with them yeah i think that's actually an underrated quality is uh so how are you guys getting clients then? You're telling me people want to spend time with you? <laughs> I got you in there. Just like, yeah. I used some of Russ's uh, sales tricks. Yeah. Which ones? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I never got a client in stinker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my go-to is just like, you try to sign them on the spot. Sign them on the spot? Yeah. Yeah. I always, I don't do that. I, I explain everything and I say, listen, I want you to spend the night, think about it, interview other agents and call us. But we, like, I think I pretty much win every listing presentation I go into. Yeah. Like, it's not, I don't think I've actually ever lost to another agent. There has been some where they just decide not to list. Yeah. I honestly, I think the personality game is the one I'd play anyway. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like, you got to know what, what you are, I guess. And like, yeah. I guess like our biggest stick is like, hey, like, 
the person that you see here today, that's going to be the same person you get every yeah. single day. Yeah. Like I, like we're the most consistent people out there. It's not all of a sudden we get your business and then I turn into the biggest asshole. Yeah, exactly. Time for you. It's like, Hey, like I'm going to be the same person the whole time. And, uh, that, that is what we're getting at. And also like when you text or call, like I answer. Yeah. Cause I'm busy. I call you back when I'm not right. Like it's mm. not like, who is this person? Mm. You know, cause so, lots of times you work with agents and you just cannot get a hold of them. Which is, I find amazing in this market, especially when you're trying to get a hold of a listing agent. You can't, it just takes you like four days to get a hold of them at all. I find that to be actually fucking amazing that that's happening. And it's pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I got a question for you guys because you guys are both new dads. What's the biggest change since you had kids? <laughs> Other than like not sleeping very good. Uh, yeah. Not sleeping very good is a big one. The cliche of sleep is, is very real. Our son Julian just turned three months old today. Happy birthday, buddy. But he uh, just the other night slept for five hours in a row for the first time. It's like, yes. And we, I've been bragging about it to everyone, including you. Yeah. yeah. What do you like? Is it cool to like tell your wife, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to sleep downstairs? Like, you got this tonight? Or? <laughs> you got this. Uh, I know a lot of people do that. I, I haven't done that. Honestly, Becca, the first, I, I would change him for the first like month or two. I was changing him once or twice a night. Now he just, he's fine all night. So I don't really get up that much. Becca still gets up in the middle of the night to feed him. I just feel like, yeah, like I can't feed this little guy. Like, yeah, might as well be you that gets up anyways. Like <laughs> yeah. you're the one who's going to. Yeah, we, we got Leo on the bottles pretty quick. So I could take Yo, you did? the feeding sessions. Yeah. But um, yeah, there was definitely times where we we're like, hey, like you go sleep downstairs. I'll take a shift or vice versa. But the one time I did that and I was like, just, just kind of like wake me up and you're ready to tag out. And I didn't set an alarm or anything. And I was bagged. And I woke up like nine hours later. It's a bad <laughs> idea. So, you literally I, never stopped hearing about it? Uh, yeah. I feel like she's just hanging on to that one for a rainy day. So for new dads, set an alarm like every 20 minutes and just check. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing, honey? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is. Um, Put her on your drip campaign on your CRM. <laughs> so it says automated. No, I think it's yeah. it's you start to prioritize things in your life. Like you're just limited on so much time. And so you don't waste time as much. Um, And you start to like cut out that dead weight of stuff. That's actually a good point. Like you make the most of the time where you're free, right? That's actually a really good point. I heard people said it actually their business improves because they know they have less time. So they're almost like so focused when you're working. You're like, shit, I only got three hours here. Like I got to crush this. Well, talking about like clients that you maybe don't want to work with you you've kind of vetted them and you know like it's not going to lead to anything those are the ones now you can just cut and you focus on the clients that really need it because it's like i only have you know four hours until he's like back from daycare or whatever so i'm going to focus on the clients that need the best service and then the people that like you know we're not going to actually follow through with anything you kind of have to let them down so you're you're doing like an 80 20 really yeah I guess so you have, guys have a kid. Do you want to borrow Leo for a bit? It'll, your business will boom, man. <laughs> I re my girlfriend. Her sister just has like a nine-month-old kid. So oh, yeah. they came and saw us in Kelowna for the first time. And yeah, that they, they're like, oh, he sleeps through the night every night. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Whatever. Did not once. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my little older brother has a kid now <laughs> too. And Oh, yeah. I guess probably. Well, and then they're all getting engaged, too. So yeah. I get the heat each way. Yeah, you're getting, getting married. Yeah. And getting... <laughs> I mean, you're up at yeah, why aren't you anyways. So you're up at 445 anyways. The lack of sleep won't bug you. Oh, yeah. dude, I'm like a one thing I do care about is my sleep routine. Yeah. yeah. 
Like those are probably the only tilts me and my girlfriend. What time? What time do you go to bed? Roughly, you're trying ten. Yeah. yeah. Like as soon as I'm done at like nine, I try to like go and just like unplug and read. Yeah. And then hopefully fall asleep right away. Sometimes I can't turn the brain off and yeah. it can't. That's where it's like, hey, no electronics. Yeah. Has yeah. to be 18 degrees. <laughs> Don't drink too much water so you pee in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like, yeah. That all makes sense. We go to bed around 10 and then Becca gets up usually once or twice a night to feed him. And then at four in the morning or so, I always get up, use a washroom. Then I always go steal him out of his... uh uh, bassinet bring him over and he's like he is like the best possible cuddler he's just like bear hugs me and just instantly sleeps for an hour or two it's like the best time of the day okay i'm gonna i'm gonna throw some magic eight ball questions at you yeah um, if you were gonna buy like four investment properties in the okanagan valley out to revelstoke we can include yours down to oliver or something what would you buy where would you buy like i don't put you on the spot but um would the Revelstoke properties be one that you would buy personally? For what I want to achieve, no. That'll sound like a shitty salesman. <laughs> um, like my like what I want to do and like where I'm at with my portfolio, like I already have a couple doors. Yeah. I want to definitely scale more. So I'm looking more multifamily or more yeah. refi potential. Oh yeah. If I'm someone that this is my first rental or I'm not wanting to have a massive portfolio, yeah. Hundred percent. You yeah. want to be want to be going there. That's where like every investor or any person I work with is like, okay, hey, what do you actually want to achieve? Like, where do you want to be in five years from now? Yeah. Like, let's actually build you a game plan. Like me telling you to buy this townhouse when you say, hey, I want to start buying apartment buildings doesn't really make sense. Yeah. What I'm working on right now, and I was kind of telling you now is like a potential mobile home park, just because one of my best buddies here, and he's the only reason why this would work. It, literally has nothing to do with me it's yeah. only because he has access to finding trailers cheap has the access to flipping them knows them inside and out is this park that has some vacant trailer lots he can find trailers for super cheap we can put them on there uh we can potentially refi it in two years once we put a few more trailers down because that net operating income's nice where's that? Then, that in town it's in mckenzie in mckenzie bc so oh. way up north there so there's some due diligence there that we're still doing on yeah. Okay, like it's only got 3,700 people there. It's got a lumber mill and one's closed and it's got some mining. Like, is this actually a viable investment opportunity? So what we're doing to like cover our downside and what the owners are cool with is they're going to allow us to bring some trailers that we found to there and see if we can sell them first. So then if we can pull that off, then we know, okay, we do have the potential to refine two years because we can add to the net operating yeah. income. You can service one twenty percent of the debt. You know what I mean? We can potentially do a, refi it and then me and him both do a pretty big equity pullout and then i have a couple apartment buildings back in my neck of the woods that we'd be able to buy then with that cash yeah nice it's a great point you bring up like so many people ask hey should i buy this or like what's the best investment and like we ask that all the time because it's an easy generic question but it's a great response is well what are you actually trying to achieve because if you just want like hands off, I want to own one rental for my kids to move into at some stage. Like it's a totally different picture than trying to buy and scale. And, and also a lot of people don't know, like as an agent, I work with a lot of people who are like, yeah, Matt, I want to fixer upper. Oh. And like, then you realize after showing them 25 houses that their idea of fixer upper is like paint maybe. And like fixing, changing the countertops. Other people is like, studs, right? So a lot of people don't really even know themselves until they start looking. And I don't think they have the capacity to do it quite true. Oh, yeah. They don't understand how stressful it is, how yeah. hard it is, how everything goes over budget. They don't over have the, time. 
they don't have the skills either. Like, yeah. oh man, I remember when I would rental some of my rentals. It's like, hey, I just worked a shift pulling wrenches. Now I got to go fucking do some trim. It's like, oh man. Yeah. And it was out in the minus 30 cold yeah. too. And I'll yeah. I'm like, this is the last thing I want to do. But yeah, you get it to like a livable stage yeah. and you just don't finish anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can, I can record a podcast. Yeah, I just want me to paint the trim. <laughs> yeah, I come up here an hour. Yeah. Day, Taylor you know? speaking facts. What yeah. life? Yeah. Four weeks go by and Emily's like, you remember that time you slept nine hours? Finish that trip. Yeah. Okay. But then yeah. how do you, so if you guys have clients and they're asking you, okay, what's the best investment? What should I do? And you ask them, well, what do you actually want out of life? How do you guide that conversation? Like, how do you find out what people actually want to achieve? Cause most people don't know, or they're not going to be able to figure that out in three minutes. Like it's a go home for a week, read some books, have some conversations and come back. Do you help facilitate that conversation at all? Usually I just tell my story, what yeah. I did. And then I said, this is where I want to go. Because like, I could speak to it so easy. Like, this yeah. is literally yeah. the plan I have. This is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've seen how just one rental property is helping my parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I tell that story. You know? The difference between, we, we've yeah. talked about this in the podcast before. Yeah. Difference between having, like, being a renter for no house, owning your own house, and owning one rental property. It's like three different tiers of a future right oh, like just totally. one rental property puts you in a different like trajectory yeah like my parents kept ours and every time they needed money for sports my sister went to academy you just refied that sucker yeah i know it's like a yeah like you know what i mean and they like my dad worked two jobs his whole life to like try to support us but that was like the thing that always kept us safe you yeah know what i mean that or gave us the extra opportunities yeah so i think when i say that story people get pretty fired up and it's just like hey Let's just start with one that you think you're going to have the most success with. Yeah. Like, where do you want to focus on? If they're kind of a crafty, hands-on, they can do some stuff. Okay, yeah. let's maybe look for something you can put a little love in yeah. uh, and do it that way. Or if I think their personality is not that way, then I'm like, hey, let's go for something maybe a little bit newer yeah. uh, that has it there. But yeah. always run the numbers with them and make sure it's going to be viable and upfront. And that's like, hey, I don't think this one's going to cash flow. Are you going to be able to carry it? I don't think you should do this. Whatever. Maybe yeah. each scenario yeah. is different. Yeah, that's a hard position to be in too. I had a client that made an offer on a property and it was an Airbnb style property. And I was like, I don't personally think you should buy it. But like, where do you draw that line to step on somebody's toes? I was just like, here's the numbers that I'm coming up with. Like, you're going to lose money for the foreseeable future. Dude, that's like, when they want to buy when you tell them not to. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, also they have like a lot of clients have their own agendas and their oh, yeah. things yeah. are thick. They don't always communicate everything that they're thinking. Right? Yep. Very so, true. Like it is hard to really know that, but sometimes you can just tell like, listen, like probably not the one for you. And then they still want to do it. Still- All right. Let's write it off. All right. Yeah. Sale for me. Reverse psychology. Yeah. <laughs> we had the one at this like acreage that I'm like, I mean, I think I listed 10 reasons why not to. They're like, no, we still need our contractor to come out. We need to do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you, this is not what you want to be doing. And it like fired them up more. Like, oh, I think I should do this every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a new sales trick. Yeah. People call like, Yeah. I don't sell houses. Yeah. I don't believe in it. Yeah. 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 So we interviewed John Albrecht yeah. last week. What was his quote? It was essentially if, um, if you change someone's opinion, they're still of the same opinion or something. So like you're trying to win an argument with someone or like state yeah. or reason for it. And they're still the same state of mind. It's just maybe now they're like a little more standoffish because they're like, oh, this person's not on my team. Yeah. And it, I don't think he was taking that stance in terms of sales, but it was mostly like, yeah, if you're in an argument with someone, 
you're probably not going to change their mind. And if you do, they're probably going to be pissed off at you. Cause now like you're yeah, right. That's so, totally true. Yeah. You gotta, it's a, it's a tough conversation to have with clients to try and just show them the facts and then let them decide. hundred percent. Yeah. I've always had almost a 0% chance of changing people's minds. So <laughs> honestly, like what's even the upside, right? Unless it like, is like a direct threat to you. Yeah. It doesn't, it's just a waste of time. Totally. I think the internet has taught us all that. Right? Is that like it's just a waste of time to try and change people's minds? That's Maybe. why you find people that think exactly like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just purposely oh, silent. That's how we so fancy because yeah. you get blind spots. You're like, oh, I'm so deadly. I'm just kidding. You're like, oh yeah. no, no, kind of suck at it actually. But. Yeah, big time. <laughs> All right, well, um, let's wrap this thing up. Maybe. What are your thoughts for the second half of 2023? Great question. We still have pretty balanced inventory. Last time I checked, I think yeah. we just creeped over six months for single family market. Yeah. Interest rates, like, I think every time I make a prediction, I'm literally wrong. Yeah. Like, Predict that they're going up then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, if I like go back to like when I first got into it, I'd like, I think there was like 4,500 condo units going for sale that year with all those developments. Yeah. Like, this is going to collapse the condo market. They're not going to sell these. Yeah. All sold out that year. <laughs> And then, like, same thing with COVID. I remember I just bought yeah. a house. And like, Everyone oh, like, was wrong there. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm over now. I've just started. And then I was like, oh, no, this worked out well. And I thought that last year that we were going to, like, have a good level off. And that it just was like, holy shit, 60% less sales. <laughs> yeah. Well, the interest rates, yeah, killed it last year. For sure. COVID was funny that we all got it wrong. Because when you think about it think back it was so obvious that it was going to go up right like there was just money being handed out every Supply the demand. only thing that people could do was hang out in their house what was so the like, reasoning people thought it was going to go down you know i like, think just, you just I, think like, like well pandemic everyone's going to die that would probably kill the market <laughs> but like <laughs> no supply and demand is yeah, like, yeah 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 supply but you it turned out that like people though when the, yeah, only yeah, when no. the only thing people can do is hang out in their yard they like houses yeah. so like it makes sense when you think back but like everyone got it wrong so mm -hmm. you think about what are the obvious things now like i don't know it's hard to say we have kind of seemed to go back into a like a more traditional market where it's busy in the spring summer kind of flattens out like it'll probably go down for the summer then september maybe have another boom for the fall and then go down in the winter until the next spring like that's kind of what i think is going to happen and then interest rates like taylor and i talked last time about yeah, we're kind of back to the seasonal market. Actually, we're talking about John and seasonal market, but is that because the interest rates just seem to be happening at that same time or is yeah. it because of the seasonal market? Like, I don't know. Like, no. it's, it seems to slow down the last couple of weeks and fixed rates and variable rates have gone up yeah. a lot in the last month. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to tell if they're correlated or not. Yeah, is that because of the summer or because of this, the interest rate? Yeah. Yeah. I see like a ton of, and we spoke about this with John T. There's a ton of condos being built right now. Like there's like 11 cranes in Kelowna. It's the city of cranes. I don't see a lot of single family home developments, like subdivisions. being. They put a cap on it. Didn't yeah. They? There's like none. There's a cap on how much single family development they can do now. Cause I know my one friend was trying to get a builder's license and they wouldn't give it to him. Really? They wouldn't give him a builder's license. I thought that he, from my understanding, from talking to him, they weren't going to give it to him because they didn't want any more single family development going. And like they had reached their cap for builder license or something. That is insane. That I is never, like I never looked into it anymore, but he was looking into like buying some land and building a place on it. Or maybe it was the cost was too high. Cause I was like, ah, oh, that. Well, either way, you know, like when every news story is just like, not enough housing, not enough housing. They're not giving out build builder's licenses. Like, yeah. It's interesting though. I did a video on like why people can't afford housing anymore and how much yeah. stuff has gone up and yeah. 
I don't know if that's going to play much of a factor into like, say like education, for example, it's almost seven times more expensive to go to education now than it was 20 years ago. And you're not even factoring how much more your rent is, how much your yeah. food cost is. Yeah, It's just tougher and tougher to save money. So I, I feel for people, right? Trying to get in, sure. trying to do everything they can. And my advice is move somewhere cheaper. <laughs> like, we, literally, are, like, we are the somewhere cheaper for Vancouver and Toronto. Like we are that place. Yeah. Go to Calgary, man. You can get a sick yeah. $500,000 house. Yeah. Pimp. I didn't want to live in Alberta anyway. So <laughs> you want to come out here. <laughs> And just do as I say, not as I do. Just eat ramen and hot dogs all day. <laughs> yeah, but with the a cowboy hat, I did not have ramen. <laughs> yeah, it's just the hot dogs. Well, that's a deadly combo, right? You know. Yeah, totally. You can bulk and then kind of get a little shred from the hot dog protein at the same time. But well, I think the ramen truck is at Barnow. Is it today? Down. Yeah, dude. How good is uh, wasabi ramen? So good. Oh. That place is wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and rip a two orders of chicken karaoke in one of those and you're like, oh, fuck. It's supposed to be on a diet. <laughs> my favorite place with that one is you go in there when it's like minus 20 out. Yeah, yeah. Open the door, just absolutely freezes everyone in the restaurant. But it just, once you get in there, it's like just the most legit change from the cold to the delicious ramen. That place is top notch, man. Really good. Yeah. The door thing is funny because the front door like opens right into the restaurant so everyone freezes out. But then also the back door is opens where the one the staff uses so like for, you're getting froze out from both sides and it's like <laughs> kind of funny well um thanks for coming on the show russ yeah, thanks russ we, been awesome uh, i don't think we'll wrap up with any of our, our rapid fire questions because we got those last last ones but if anyone wants to reach out for the pre-sale you're doing out in revelstoke uh we'll throw your info in the show notes but you want to say connect on instagram email what's best for you yeah you can just google my name and you'll be able to find me are you on threads yet no i actually i don't think i'm gonna look into it i'm just trying to focus on youtube man it's so hard to like you try yeah. all these other platforms like the guy that does my social media i'm just like man you just tell me what you think to do just yeah. keep posting nice. uh, i'm just gonna stick to youtube but i heard it's a huge opportunity it is um, honestly going there right now i saw the funniest meme it was like somebody had their popsicles out like different colored popsicles and one person one lady was just like oh the purple ones make me crazy and then someone above that said this is the quality content we're getting so far in threads so there is <laughs> there is an opportunity to cause some quality content on there right now the angle i uh was talking to someone about it would be good for female entrepreneurs because it's tied with instagram and most females use instagram say like yeah. twitter is mostly male dominated yeah, if you can get on there and you can be the first to take action, that could be that is actually legit advice. Yeah, that's good. I'm a dog shit writer, so I'm not even gonna get on there. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. The last couple of listing descriptions I've done, I've used Chat GPT, yeah. and I'm gonna sewer myself here. And both <laughs> yeah. my clients were like, "Oh, that was a really well written <laughs> description." I was like, "Oh yeah, my English teacher would be proud." <laughs> And I'm like, God, yeah, I tell I, this chat GTV? Or? It would be funny to see how many are, because I've done that too, the chat GPT. Yeah, you take the old listing description, copy and paste it. It's Yeah, and it's like, it actually makes the bad ones stand out so much worse, right? Because it's like, man, you could just type in anything on chat GPT and come up with something way better than this. And yet you have like a one-liner. Oh, dude, before that, me and Lee would be so stressed out trying to write those. And we're yeah. like going back and forth in each other's drafts, like getting our girlfriends to edit them. Yeah. It's like, man, this is so awesome. And you just literally, yeah. It, co- it comes out legit. You could do like creative writing style. Write me creative writing style 
realtor remarks for this listing with three bedrooms, two bathrooms, downtown Kelowna. And it comes out, you're like, holy shit. This is like the nicest write-up I've mm-hmm. ever heard. Yeah. So Do people actually care about it? I don't Like the, the write-ups? write-ups? Uh, I've had clients care about it. Well, one, okay, your client's selling, but do you think your buyers are ever like, oh, this write-up just no. hooked me in? Yeah. As a realtor, like going to the houses, like I hardly ever read them. Like showing the houses, right? I read the rep remarks. At least the photos, yeah, like mostly. Oh yeah, the photos for sure, and then the, like the details about the house and the realtor remarks. But like the actual write-up, I'm not reading very many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had this one lady. She wanted to write her own realtor remarks for the listing, and like she wrote it like super creative writing style. Like it was like, I see you looking at me, cute old house on the street. <laughs> wrote it like that. I got like. 20 calls about it, telling people they wanted to list my house about it. It was amazing. And you always go, when you go into a listing, you're kind of weird. Like, can I write this book, your house? Not a lot of people want that about their house, but mm-hmm. this lady did it herself and it just benefited me hmm. completely. Yeah, that was a nice one. Wicked. Yeah. All right, Russ, it's been wicked talking to you. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Always a pleasure. We'll see when you can have come back on for the three peat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Kelowna Real Estate Podcast. Be sure to reach out and let us know how else we can add value to your Kelowna real estate journey. Please show some support by hitting the like, share, and subscribe button. This is sponsored by Matt Glenn Real Estate and Taylor Adventure Mortgages.